every month your your people are being scattered and, and you'll be amazed that after one year, five years, no matter how many years, you are back at where you are. And, and so, when you are doing everything right, and you cannot see real growth in your church, very likely disloyalty is doing you. Are you here this morning? I'm just giving you some facts that we are, as we are going along, we will answer these questions along the way. Number three, this is very important. If you d- did not start with loyalty, it is very difficult to get it along the way without a deliberate effort. Did you hear me? If you did not start with it, and along the way, you see the need, and you are trying to get it, it is difficult. Very difficult to get it without a deliberate effort. If your father didn't go to school, your mother didn't go to school, your uncles didn't go to school, and you are born to this family, you will go to school. You will go to school. You will be walking around the area. Because where you have come from, we don't start with school. And children from such a house who want to go to school they must fight they must either pay their school fees themselves or travel and go and find one uncle who will pay for them but it's not likely that such a place they will easily help you to go to school so if where you began from you didn't start with a loyal heart, a loyal message, loyalty in your church roots, foundation. And, and along the way, you get to understand loyalty is important. You can preach it once in your church. Or twice. Or do convention. Or do camp. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not working. It is not enough to change the culture of a church. And you need a deliver. It will not happen that, oh, knowing it is not enough. There must be a deliberate effort to introduce it into your church. Until that, you will not see it. We, how many, we, we, know, we know about countries that have roads, proper roads, they have hospitals, they have proper things. Our country is not the same. 
We know about these things. But if there's no deliberate effort to build roads, we'll, we'll talk about it. This is my road. So, so, so full line to be quiet about. So, so full line be about. Hey, don't we know it's necessary? We know it's necessary. We are still sitting here. <laughs> because a deliberate effort to build it has not been made. So tell somebody, there must be a deliberate effort to plant loyalty in your church. Oh, it won't come. And number four, it starts from the head. Starts from the head. You, you the senior pastor. You must be loyal. Amen. Amen. It starts from you. Uh, I'll explain more as we go along. But you see, um, we as people, we are naturally disloyal. It's our nature. Or it's not true. It's true. Is our nature. Tell somebody doing sin and doing bad, which is easier. Ask your neighbor, which is easier. <laughs> we are Christians, so yeah, not, not, not a beer bar. This is this is a Christian gathering of serious Christians. We are Doing evil and doing good, which is easier. Papa, hey, you mind me. Evil. Which is nicer? Hey, it's not true. Fasting and eating a lot, which is easier. Ah. Sleeping and all night, which is easier. Abstention and having sex, which is nicer. Yeah. It's our natural setting. That's how we are. Because 2 Corinthians, I think it's for we are a treasure in an earthen vessel. So our nature is sinful. That's how we are. Children, you don't teach them many things. They know. They learn, they know, they pick up, they, it is natural. But you must teach a child not to lie. You must teach a child not to steal. You must teach a child how to be a good boy and not touch girls' things. But left to himself, you'll be a grandfather by the time you are 30. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's it's our nature. We don't try to be bad. We are bad. We don't try to think bad. We think bad. Even pastors. Look at the pastor ask you, is it not true? Is it not true? Ask him, but are you a pastor? Have you not looked at a girl before and thought of something before? Have you not? Or you have stopped? I don't think so. It's how we are. Are, are you listening? So, uh, uh, disloyalty is, is 
inherit. And um, because of that naturalness, many people don't realize when they are behaving that way. Um, let me try to explain. Um, let me try to explain. Somebody who has not been taught table manners. When he's eating with other people. Oh, he will not try to be rude. He's just eating. He's just chewing. He's He's not trying to put you off. Do you understand? I'm just being myself. And, and so many people just being themselves. They are spoiling your church. They are spoiling your work. They are undermining all your good efforts. Yes. You have an enemy. Yes. They are spirits and other principalities fighting you. But many of the errors you see in your system is is, is a brother who's just being himself. Who's just being naturally disloyal. That's why we, we this conference is, is being held. To take away that natural disloyalty by, by education to, to bring light. And, and many of us, also as senior pastors, we don't see it when it's happening. So um, that's our aim to show you what is going on. Amen. Amen. Are you here? Um, there, there are two aspects of loyalty and disloyalty. Two aspects. The, you yourself and the people around you. Um, those around you your members, your team, your assistants, your, your wife, um, they, they need to be loyal. Um, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't get Jesus until they got Judas. They, they, they couldn't get Samson until they got Delilah. So, if there's no such person who is uh, disloyal around you, your church will grow. Amen. Amen. Almost automatically. It is because of somebody around you who is not correct. That is why there is um, such trouble in your system. And there's a, a disloyal person around you who is doing you harm. Jesus said, John chapter 6, verse 60, 70, that 
I have chosen you. And, and one of you is a devil. So that person around is the reason for the trouble. Now note this. The person around you who is disloyal. He can cause you trouble by leaving and taking away people. He can break your heart by breaking your church. And that is what many of us are, are suffering, maybe. Because we have we have worked at our churches for years. And not seen a real major growth because of the person that is disloyal around us and is just hanging taking away scattering our people but there's also that disloyal person very bad but he won't go he's still with you I think he's worse I think it is the lesser evil is the one who is disloyal and he will go. He will cut you one. Then he has gone. The other person is with you. Holding a knife. Small cut. Small they are chopped you again. It's more what do you think? It's more painful. So sometimes you don't know what to do. Oh, which is worse. The person who's disloyal and has gone. Or the person who's disloyal and he won't go. Ask about which is worse. All are bad. I said all are bad. God save us from all these bad things. I didn't hear an amen. Amen. And the other aspect is you. You too must be loyal. There are many different things you must be loyal to. Um, be loyal to your God. You started, you were born again. You started sincerely trying to save God. You were a humble young man. Along the way, you had power over people. And you have changed along the way. Formerly, you were not misbehaving with women. Now you are. Formerly, you were very diligent with money. Keeping good accounts. There's more money that came. You always use it well. But along the way, you are relaxed. You are chopping the money small. Before you came, you had a sincere message. Preaching salvation and the kingdom of God. But along the way, you've also changed. And you are preaching uh, prosperity. You are preaching power. You are preaching prophetic uh, dreams and revelations. 
You too. You must be loyal to your God. To your mission. To your message. Many pastors start very well. Or it's not true. I, I, am I not saying something wrong? They start sincerely loving God. But at a point, it's a discussion. Is the man born again or is not born again? At a point, we are discussing whether he's using God's power or another power. Because you two have changed along the way. You, you need to also stay as you began. Ask your neighbor, have you changed? From the person who began the the ministry. So send you see shots and what's the sana? No, I ask tell tell your neighbor. Bisaumiarish Nimnebisana. Bruh, excuse me. It's not me. The man say make I ask you. It's not me. Bisano catch and so penina mamma quite semi misa. When you began the ministry, is that what is this what you are preaching? Are you the same person? Is it the same fire in you? Sometimes we we begin like that. When we are beginning the ministry, we really don't have any desire for car. Oh, we are going to a doom. Oh, we walk. We're going to Ebuakwa. We just walk. As we are walking, we are praying. We encourage ourselves. It's a prayer walk. Just blowing demons along the way. When we began, and there was no food, no problem. Declare fast. We are flowing. We are fighting for God. But now, when there's no food, no money, let's call a church member. I see you feeding me. Hey, hey. Yeah, I use your power to get food. <laughs> two per I think that if you bring baskets and our food, God will bless you. Do you want a receipt or you want a blessing? You have forgotten how to fast when you don't have. Now you are telling people that Charlie, I need a cow. Look at it, but is that how you began? No, no. I, Take your neighbor and ask him, is that how is that what is happening to you? Also? So uh, you see the, the loyalty message has many sides. That's why we are here for four days. That's we, we need four days. <laughs> yeah, we need to go into all these things. And and just it's not possible that one day we can finish this. Tell somebody I believe that after this conference. Now you see, when I say turn, turn and tap the person on the shoulder. I believe. I believe. I, I believe. And, and say, my brother, look at me too, as I look at you. We are, we are, here, we are here together for these days. I, I believe that after these days, we'll be proper, good leaders of God's church. Put your hands together. So, 
I'm preaching from the book Loyalty and Disloyalty. And um, at a point, you will have a chance to buy it. It's a whole series. It's also a whole library. You can buy the book. You can buy the loyalty series. You can buy the Macarius library. And um, they are all available as great tools to help you fight this war we are in. So let us start. Why loyalty? We need loyalty. Everybody needs loyalty. Pastors, businessmen, husbands, shop owners, anybody who works with people, you need loyalty. Once another human being is working around you, for you, with you, if you are working with computers so only or animals, you are okay. You don't need it. But if one another human being is around you, even only one human being, you and a girl in the shop, that's what you need loyalty. Before you are aware, she will put all it. And your shop is going down. I said, before you are aware, she has bought a car. And your shop is just still at the same level. Any person around you. There's a mind that it is only pastors who need loyalty. Yes, we do. Very, very much. But you have to expand it to cover life because it is required. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2 Moreover, it means after everything else. Uh, on top of everything else, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. I mean, what's the a stewardship is somebody has must account to somebody for something. Once you must account to somebody for a steward has to give account. You are holding somebody's property in your hand. And it's not yours. And so such a person under authority you must be loyal. Amen. Amen. It is required. I, I, I don't know any many other jobs where they will say that yeah, it is a requirement. Once you are working for somebody, it is a requirement. Um, in many of our government institutions, they, they don't say it's required. 
They don't behave as if it's required. That's why so many things go wrong there. That's why so many things don't work very well. And and that is why sometimes when you look in the country, the church is the most organized, most structured place. That's why churches can build things even the government can't build. At a fraction of the cost. When I think of our um, Mampong campus, I, I wonder which project compares Maybe I That's the only comparable thing. In that, and in recent times, nothing. Because as a church, um, loyalty is a requirement. Where, where it is not, you, you see little progress. Hallelujah. Amen. Where it is not, you see that things are not. Look, you see, look at your neighbor. Ask him, are you a pastor? Of a church. Describe the progress in your church to me. Describe how you have gone ahead in recent years, buying property, developing property, increasing finances, increasing membership. Describe it to me. Tell your neighbor, just take five minutes break from the meeting and just tell me what is happening in your church and describe the progress and advancements. What, what, what I believe you will discover is that those who are loyalty conscious who have seen some developments. And, and those who have not, they will say that it's true. Same meeting place. The piano gospel, I replaced it. Same, same place. Same music. And no real development. But I'm happy to say something. By applying the things from this conference, your church will change. I said your church will change by receiving some solutions from this conference. As you leave and go back to your church and apply these things, you'll see a radical change. I didn't hear an amen. Amen. If we have a chance, we'll share some testimonies. If we have a a time. But but it's the principal requirement. So, uh, Hallelujah. Amen. The most important requirement uh, for your senior choir director is not beauty or voice. And I say, are you listening to me? Your choir leader. 
do not not use the most beautiful girl to be your choir director or the nicest singer your choir be full of trouble for a long time find the most loyal person in that group and make her your choir director she will keep the choir under your control for your whole time many guys you look at which girl is beautiful hey you see unfortunately we are men unfortunately and our eyes are programmed in a certain way and some things what we see we have seen and there's some hidden belief that beauty and goodness are the same it's not true and there's a sign that a very beautiful voice Meets a very good girl. Hey, how many have seen a beautiful girl before? Who is a witch? Hey, no. Hey, 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 deceived by our eyes and so many pastors we make posi- we make appointments in our churches based on the appearance of the person many people who have started churches in the early stages if, if there are two people to appoint an assistant one has gone to school. One has not gone to school. One has car. One has no car. One speaks good English. One can't speak good English. I know who you choose for assistance. I know who you choose. They will not care to find out who loves them. Even if they know that this one loves me more, they will say, Charlie, you let's use this one. Okay. <laughs> you, I, I, me and you, we know ourselves. Me or you, dear, come, come, come. We are one. But let him be the assistant. Because when he stands in the pulpit, to give announcements. So Jonas or the or the or the encarbonate bar. Or when he's just talking. And I saw Kasampoa. Oh man, it's a very mm. powerful church. Yes, I saw you now. Yeah, so yeah. You when you stand here, we don't, we don't know. You are small. You are like this. Why you can't you can't make the church exciting. So allow him to be the assistant. It's a mistake. I am from so. I said it's a mistake. I am from so. You are using the wrong qualifications to pick an assistant. You pay for it. After you pay for it. And this guy who you see, this guy who is here, small like this. Don't have body. Don't have height. Don't have knowledge. Give him five years. After give him five years, he will put on weight. He may grow taller. But he will know the Bible more. He will have confidence. He will have confidence. And when he's speaking, you see, many of us, we are we are a, a bit 
insecure. When you come and stand here, and look at the front like their faces. Hey. You 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 Bear with him for some few years. Don't be deceived by people's appearance. Loyalty is the principal requirement for a person. Put your hands together. Yes. It's not not anything else. You must find the person who loves you. I tell you. Mm. You must find the person who loves you. That is the person to work with. Amen. Amen. There is something I have discovered. It's called merry-go-round. 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 I see it very often when people are looking for beloveds. What happens? Mr. A likes girl B he likes her pa. So, pa. and she's very good but girl B likes Mr. C so girl B is not looking here she's looking there at Mr. C and Mr. C who is blessed that girl B likes him. He likes girls D. So everybody likes somebody else. And the person who loves you, you don't take time to love the person back. And you are forcing to make somebody else work with somebody who doesn't care for you. When you are trying to build a church and you are suffering, the person, the assistant, is not trying to build a church. He's calculating when would the money be enough to buy two cars. One for you, one for me. He's calculating different things. When you are taking offering, he's happy. Let the money count. Not for building. For sharing. And so you pick people who don't love you. Their, their hearts are not for you. And look at your neighbor. How many times you your neighbor? How many times have you pretended to like somebody you don't like? How many times? No, no, no. Not here, but anywhere else. How many times have you smiled at somebody and in your head? Stupid fool. 
how many times and so as you are here picking somebody who doesn't love you but you are looking at the physical exterior that oh I, I think my assistant likes me and there is somebody there who really likes you there, look there is somebody whose eye is watching you and he and is willing to help you if you say let's stay till midnight happily I'll be here no grumbling no murmuring somebody who will take her last five cities to help you go and do something because there's another person he has 50 cities I know 50 is holding it in his pocket. I will bring it. And we choose often the wrong person to, to work with us. Because you miss the person who loves you. And, and, and you see, sometimes too, the person who loves you is not your dream person. Your dream person is Beautiful. 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 Your dream man is a proper man. And, and, and the one you are seeing is not measuring that standard. It's because you two, you don't love her yet. Because when you love that person too, all their imperfections disappear. And they become beautiful in your eyes. And, and, and you are really happy to have that person. Number one, it is the most important requirement. Even if the person can't speak good English, not trained, not skilled, insecure, but is loyal to you. Loyalty is the most important requirement, is the principal requirement, is the main reason why you must choose somebody to work with the person. Number two. Why loyalty? To fight the fifth column. The fifth column. What is the fifth column? Many years ago, during the, I think the Spanish Civil War, or no, even before that, I've, I've forgotten which time it was. A king was attacking a city. Now the city had walls. So, so they couldn't enter it. And, and um, he was outside. And he had four battalions, four columns, north, south, east, and west outside the city. And one day somebody asked him, How are you going to conquer this city? It is very secure. Very strong. And the walls are, are high and very formidable. 
How will he conquer it? And the king said, Oh, my fifth column. Then the guy said, Fifth column? I see the north, south, east, and west. I see four columns. Which, which fifth column? Do you have some aeroplane parachutes? Which fifth column? And the king said, no, no, no. no, no, no. It's not these. I have another group of warriors. And these are already inside the city. And these people at the right time, they will open the gates. Then we go inside and conquer the city. And so, the greatest enemy you have are not the enemies outside. It's inside. Amen. Amen. It is not those who are... Look, when somebody is fighting from outside, what happens to the church? Rather, we become stronger. And we are more able to resist outside forces. It is the evil inside the house already. That is the one that you must fight. One day I remember I saw a, a graphic article. And um, the, the mouse describing an incident in a certain church office. He said two pastors were fighting over car keys. And that's a certain church they had they had they were going to assign a, a, a new uh, Nissan, Nissan Sunny, I remember Nissan Sunny car was to be assigned. And one man had the keys. And the other said, Bring the key. And he held one man's he held his neck. And and he other one held his hand and they were struggling and they both fell down. Hey! This is graphic. And I was thinking, the graphic reporter, was he there? <laughs> How did he see all these details? That they held his neck Sir. and one held his belt and they fell down and Sir. they were under the table. Somebody who was there somebody came to say what is happening in the office and that is the worst enemy you can have somebody who is with you but not against you loyalty is to fight that fifth column there's somebody with you but it's not for you and until you uproot that person, you will always be in danger. I said you will always be in danger. You see, there will come to there are many ways of fighting that fifth column. Not withholding information. Loyalty to the higher authority. 
Loyalty will cost you relationships. These are all the ways of fighting that fifth column. But there may be somebody right by you who is spoiling your life. And until that person is removed, she will not do well. I said, you will not do well. And the only way to fight that fifth column is to remove any disloyal element around you. John 14. John 14 and verse 30. And Jesus said, Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, but has nothing in me. Yes, Because there's something in us that is not still correct. That's why when you are walking, and some nice girl pass you, you walk. Then you look small. Then you look small. There is something in you. Oh, it's not true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's why when there is something in you, and a man comes into your church, driving a Rolls Royce, and he's wearing silver and gold, and you enter your church, I am sure you give him special treatment. I am sure you usher him to the second row or even the front row. Because this man, I like him to stay in my church. Why? There's something in you. He has money. If he stay in my church, I will get the money soon. Not his soul. Is his money. There's something in us. Jesus said, There's nothing in me. So, you too, as a church, there must be nothing in your system that fights your vision. There must be nothing in your system that is contrary to what you want to do. Then, your church will grow easily and happily and smoothly to fight the fifth column. Amen. Amen. What Bishop Hodge said about um, witches and those other things. It's not it's not our main problem. Which is who are in the church. They're not so, properly born again. It's, it's not, it, look, tell somebody witchcraft is the least of your problems. Do you understand? Witchcraft is the least of your problems. One day, a certain church Every story is true. A certain church. There was a certain young man who liked to pray. And he would come to the church to pray. And you know, when you are praying for a long time, 
What happens? You can do of sport. And they wake again. You keep praying. So a certain young man was in a church. He came to pray. And as he was praying, he dozed off. And then he, he said he woke up. Because the door, the front door opened. And, and, and what did he see? Sister, 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 comfort. Is there comfort here? <laughs> Is there a comfort here? If you say so, you find a comfort. Sister, comfort. Sister, comfort came into the church. Holding her broom and her mop. So he, he was lying at the back praying. So when he saw her coming, then he said, Oh, it's sister comfort. So he just kept praying. Sister comfort came to the church. Holding her broom and her mop. And, and began sweeping. Then at a point she stopped. Then she put the broom down. No, She looked left. No, she And looked right. No, she Then the brother was still praying. Now, Branson, they were dead. Show our bomb pile. We are praying long distance. Your voice goes down. So a bomb pile now, Branson. For the one thing, they didn't pray. So you couldn't even hear him praying. He said she puts the 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 broom down. It is a comfort to you or the prayer to look left. No, she nobody. Hey, hey! Sister Comfort was wearing jeans. I comfort. You know, she wearing jeans. She took off the belt. Now, she in the belt. Hey, now see, hey. Then she opened the buttons. No, she was said baby in the buttons. No, see, hey. Then she removed the trousers. No, the trousers. Then she removed the pioto also. No, she the Bare buttocks. That's all in the tree. She said, "This Sister Comfort, bare buttocks." She came to the front row. No, in the tree bar. Starting from the corner chair there. No, she sat from the corner seat there. Then she sat on the first chair. Bare buttocks. No, in the two sides. Then she slid on the chair. Well, she. I got up. I'm sorry. Next chair. No, I couldn't even Sat down on the chair. Sat in the tree. I said, "See, I couldn't even." Bare buttocks. Then she slid on the chair. I couldn't even say so. Hey, hey, she did. Anointing every chair. Then she came to the pastor's chair. Oh no. Sat on the chair. Slide one. Got up. Shook herself. Slide again. And got up. Shook herself. And slide number three. Then she went. Every chair on the front row. I said bare buttocks. But in the tree, uh, the young man at the back. He became afraid. It must be witchcraft. So he just passed under. He ran outside. He ran to the pastor. Help! Around 5 a.m. in the morning. Hey, pastor. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And the pastor woke up. And he came. What is it? Pastor, 
Pastor, what I have seen. No, so for need they may who dear. As some one, sister, comfort is a witch. Or see, say comfort, and it has so the mobey. What she has done. And yeah, why you are sorry. Dropping the anointing every chair sir, with her. And your chair. Now also for three times. Or you're an imprensa. Three times. Or you're an imprensa. And the pastor said, Now so for say. Eh, I'm warning you. Don't disturb such a useless thing This thing is a powerless gimmick in our churches. This is not the problem. Those in the church who are gossiping, who are murmuring, who are complaining, they are the problem. Not the witches in the problem. No, don't mind the witches. Go away and leave me to sleep again. And you went to sleep again. And you see the fifth column. It is those in the church who are not for you. Who are backbiting. Backstabbing. Saying negative about you. In your church. One pastor was telling me how his member was spoiling him to his church member. That she was almost leaving the church but for some divine intervention. It's not witchcraft. It's not power outside. Loyalty is needed to fight the fifth column in your church. Those in your church who are not for you. Until they are out. So when you are free, the church will not grow. Put your hands together. Number three. Why loyalty? So that the love of God will fill the church. That's why we need loyalty. The love of God. It will fill the church. John chapter 13. John chapter 13. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of the world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Jesus is he was with his disciples and he loved them. Amen. Amen. Verse 34. He loved them. Now verse 34. A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you that ye also love one another and by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples that you have loved one to another tell somebody a church must be full of love put your hand around your neighbor you see when your hands around your neighbor, 
your ribs are open for a knife to choke easily. <laughs> a knife can easily enter your side and you will die here before you reach Konfanochi. Before you can hug anybody, there must be some loyalty and trust between you. Before you can hug somebody with your heart, there, there, there must be trust. I must believe in you. When you see, when you say, turn to neighbor and hug a neighbor. Those who are standing by their friends, especially the boys, they are so happy. If it's a young lady by them, oh, they are so happy. Hug your neighbor. They are so happy. Come, let me hug you. Then they hug her well, well. Because you are my friend. When they are standing by a stranger, hug your neighbor. There is no trust. There's no love. You're a stranger. There must be love in our churches. And it comes with loyalty. It comes with trust. It comes with knowing that I can give my heart to you and, and you can also give your heart Look to you. Look at your neighbor. Can I trust you? How many can share their secrets in church? You have a secret. Pa, and you can share it in church. Oh, we, we don't do no, no, not at all. But when we have trusted people in church, when we have brothers and sisters in church, I tell you, the love of God will fill the church. I mean, a church will be an atmosphere of overflowing love. There will be peace in the church. When somebody comes here, he will say, wow. I like the feel. I like the atmosphere. Then you you wonder what feel what atmosphere? Because we love ourselves. Look at your neighbor. Show me your chain. If it's from your own your same church, you find that it's easy to hug the person. So if it's a stranger, so you say, hey, I say, hey, uh, uh, bra, good morning. <laughs> Uh, 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 how are you? If I say, put your head on your neighbor's shoulder, you will check. Are there lies in the hair? Has he bathed this morning? You'll be wondering. But look, if your wife hasn't brushed her teeth, you can still kiss her. You are correct. Yes. Yeah. I say, mm, I mean, I can do that. <laughs> When it's somebody who has your heart, oh, love can flow in this place. Sheep only drink from still water. Still peaceful atmosphere. When when sheep come there, they are are settled. Where Jesus is, there's love. A good church, you have a very nice relationship 
among pastors, assistants, relatives. Pastors' wives will be laughing together. There will be no underlying currents. You will not see one person's pastor's wife talking to a person's pastor's wife talking to the You will not see that one there. Because there's loyalty in that church. And love will follow up and fill that place. Amen. Amen. Let love be in our churches. I said, let love be in our churches for us to grow well and high. Why loyalty? Number four, to build a large ministerial team. Look, I will tell you, buy the book and all the notes are in the book. And it is easier to write your additional notes into the book then the book becomes your personal copy. In, 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 the, in the next session, we'll talk about books, I hope. Yeah. But why loyalty to build a large ministerial team? Note this. Expansion is impossible without loyalty. Expansion. To expand in any direction is impossible. People have tried. You only get to, to a very limited extent. It will be splintering, growing, splintering, growing, splintering, growing. It is impossible. Believe you me. I mean, you can see that uh, I have a church here. I have almost 50 branches. Bishop Charles has about 30 or 40 branches. Bishop Charles has about 30 branches. Bishop Charles I think you have a branch. You've not been there this year or last year. I have branches. I've not been there for two years. And they're still there. And they still bring their income every week. I, do, I just sit in my office on Sunday. And I collect their monies. And I'm even planting more branches. When I was in Tamale, I had branches in Boku, Wa, Boli, far, far, far. I will sit in my church and collect their monies every week. I could expand easily because of loyalty. Without loyalty, you can't expand. You are limited to where you are. And, and when you are alone, it is not a good atmosphere. When you are alone, it's not a good place. You, you need, you see, a man alone. Why are you alone? Ask a man nearby, excuse me, are you 40? Are you married? If he's not married, ask him why. Hey! A grown-up man over 35, I don't mind. We are afraid of you. A man alone. Something is wrong. Do you understand? 
God saw that it wasn't good to be alone. So, so why are you alone? Are, are you here? First Samuel 21. First Samuel 21. When David came to Nob, David to Ahimelech. And Ahimelech was afraid at the meeting of David. David and said, why are you alone? Why is no one with you? Why do you have no assistance? There are some pastors, you know them. You don't know their assistance. You know, you know him. That's all you know. Why is there nobody around you? Something is wrong. I said something is wrong. If you are the only superstar in your church, something is wrong. Even Jesus, when he walked this earth, he came and found men to help him. He called people to join him. And they came. And he could gather 12 men who followed him around. How come you are alone? How come you can't gather anyone to follow you? Something is not correct. And it means that probably around you there's no loyalty. Because it is only by somebody trusting you that they can follow you. When Jesus asked the disciples, will you also go? To whom shall we go? You have the words of life. We we trust that you have something that is very important. Ask anybody, are you a pastor? Are you alone? Who is your assistant? Who, who is working with you? If there's no one working with, oh, I, I, don't ask me. No, no, no. Me, my assistant is here. Ask your neighbor, not me. My pastors are here. Here's one. My wife is here. My, my brothers are here. Don't look at me. No, no. Look at your neighbor. <laughs> ask him, where is your asset? Do you? Are you a pastor? Where is your assistant? Where are those following you? Why, why are you alone? It's not right. I said it's not right. Amen. Amen. Mm. To build, to have somebody with you. To have somebody with you. It's a sign of loyalty. Sometimes when I'm going to places. I don't say it. On country, I, I just, I'll say it at the last moment. Because if I say it, they'll say they're going with me. And they have other things that I've asked them to do. And then they'll leave it and follow me. No, 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 no. you can't do my work. So sometimes when I'm going somewhere, I don't say it. I just go quietly. Friday, I went to preach somewhere. And, 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 and I told some, don't come. Stay. Do, have a prayer meeting here. Don't come. Stay. 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 Then one person called me. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> 
But it's Friday. There's a prayer meeting here. Then I'm coming with you. Because it's almost there. And I was going far away. I kept quiet. But ask you, but why are you alone? Amen. Amen. First Samuel. First Samuel. Samuel, chapter 10. Verse 25. When Saul was being appointed the king of the first king of Israel, then Samuel told the people the manner of the kingdom. And wrote it in a book. And laid it before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. And Saul also went home to Gibeah. And there went with him a band of men whose hearts God had touched. May God touch someone's heart to follow you. I said, May God let somebody follow you with their hearts. Not for what they will get. Not for future prosperity. Not for calculations. Not for lack of options. If I leave you, I have no job. The kakra I will get from you, I will take it like that. And so I'm staying here. Because my small salary is only here I get. No one should stay with you by any for any other reason but those whose hearts god had touched you must be sure i said you must be sure that god has touched your assistant your people's hearts and, and they are with you and, and listen but my wife is here but she's not my assistant. Her heart, there, God has touched. She has followed me for 33, 34 years. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not my assistant. Tell somebody it's very, very difficult that your wife is your assistant. It's not true. It's not true. Your wife, she's you. She's you. She's, you are the one. Your assistant is a different person. His heart, God must touch. I said, don't say that, oh, my wife, my sister, God has touched her heart. We are together. No. It's non scoring. It's it is the, the person, God must touch his heart. Otherwise, he'll do you bad. What do I mean? Verse 27. But the children of Belial, there are some people who are around you. They are being scattered. How shall this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no presents. There are some people 
around us. God has not touched their hearts. They will despise you. They will not honor you. They will not bring you presents. They will not bring their tithes, their income, their money. They will be around you. But they will not help you build. God must knit their hearts to you. First Chronicles. Chapter 12. And verse 17. David was in the cave of Abdullam. Not David, not Abdullam. Uh, and some people, vagabonds and all kinds of people came to him. Outlaws, those in debt, those in trouble, they all came to him. Verse 17. And David went out to meet them. Listen to this. And said unto them, if ye become peaceably unto me to help me. Did you see that? Those, if you have come peaceably unto me to help me, my heart shall be knit unto you. But if you are come to betray me to my enemies, seeing that there is no wrong in my hands, the God of our fathers look thereupon and rebuke it. God curses you. If you are against me, God curses you. Yeah. Mm. And look at what they said. Then the spirit came upon Amasai. Who was chief of the captains? And he said, Thine are we, David. And on thy side. May somebody be on your side. Amen. I said, May somebody be on your side. Amen. Fighting the same battle. Ah, Trying to win the same war. Building the same church. Thou son of David, Jesse. Peace, peace be unto thee, and peace be to thy helpers. I say, O David, but asumje inkau na asumje inkau abuafo. For thy God helpeth thee. We say, Unyankopong abuau. Then David received them. And son of David, or John. There must be a certain connecting of hearts before you can build a team. Before you can have a team, that is a team. Before you can have followers who are really following you, for you to have a large ministerial team, you must have loyalty. Put your hands together. Five more minutes to have a number five to have a mega church. They a big church. In a big church, there are many, many different kinds of people. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter two, verse fourteen. For he is our peace. Who has made both one. 
and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. There must be a bringing together of many different peoples. In this room right now, in any church, you have Ewe, you have Ga, you have Fanti, you have uh, what again? What, what do we have? Who have I left out? Who have I left out? Where? Seshui. And then who else? Ashanti. Ashanti, we are here. We know you are here. <laughs> to, to have a big church, you must have different kinds of people. Every division, every separation must disappear. There must be a cross everything loyalty. Have rich and poor. Schooled and schooled. Employed and employed. There must be some of everything here. To have a big church. To have a big church. And you want only guns. Oh, it's not possible. You want only Ashantis. Because you are in Kumasi. If that one cry, you won't get it. It won't work. You must have a mixture of people to get a big church. You need loyalty to keep together all these different people. Listen to this. Loyalty creates a family and not an organization. Loyalty creates a family and not an organization. Number six. Why loyalty? To have a long-lasting ministry. A long-lasting ministry. Ask your neighbor. Excuse me, are you a pastor? What will happen to your church in 10 years? 20 years. And 30 years. Who will take over when you are not here? Who will inherit your church? Will your church remain the same after you are gone? Will your church still carry your vision when you are departed? Will your successor follow the vision you have? Because your lifespan, your lifetime, is short and even uncertain or is your ministry for your lifetime only then it's, then it's very cheap and very simple if your ministry is for your lifetime only it's not a, it's not a proper vision or ministry to have a long lasting ministry that when you are not here you can be sure it will continue in the same vein you need loyalty that your assistant will follow the vision that the church will continue as it has started many churches when the founder die church closed scatter and split everybody will take a piece I like Ashanti region 
you take greater Accra. You take this part. We share it. Because when the senior pastor, the pounder is not there. There's no longer a church. It's individuals doing their own thing. The vision you had is gone. A long-lasting ministry, you must have loyalty. And finally, to reap your full reward. To reap your full reward. Look, they think that being a pastor is easy. We rest. Ah, then Sunday you appear, preach a message. Then go and sleep again. Is that how it is? That you are just resting in your house, you're just oh, watch and pray, sleeping, praying, and then you are just appear and preach one. Is that how it is? That's not how it is. Luke 22. Luke 22. Luke 22. Verse 28. To reap your full reward. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. In my troubles. In all the fightings we are fighting. You have been with me. We have struggled together. And I appoint unto you a kingdom. That's your reward. That's your reward. After going through all the troubles and all the tribulations, you receive a kingdom by being faithful to the end. By fighting through all the different things that will try to scatter us. Somewhere this week, I'll talk about assistance. It's a very strange topic, assistance. Because we don't know assistance as a very powerful ministry. But assistance, when you stay at your place long throughout all the seasons, you reap a reward. If you leave before time, you get nothing. That is why loyalty is so, so important. It is is the principal requirement to fight the fifth column for God's love to fill the church build a large ministerial team to have a mega church to have a long lasting ministry and to reap your full reward put your hands together Your clapping is not. Uh, oh. Let us pray. Pray for yourself. For one minute. That Lord, let me be loyal, have loyalty. Let me be loyal. And let me have loyalty. 
let me continue long on the road I have chosen. And Lord, surround me. Surround me with people that are loyal. Let my ministry be big and long lasting. Fill my church with love. Let me reap my full reward. Cast out all fifth column opposition party in my church. And let my church be a church that will please you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. God bless you. Baby seated. Want to receive one ministration? Amen. Before the time is done, make a group 
of your calling mm. I'll send my missionaries to the fields I will bless and anoint them They will be hard soldiers They will work in the fields of harvest Work at night and day song. Thank you very much. Um, let me tell you a secret. My people that are doing their things. Let me tell you a secret. I mean, that's in some years to come. This conference will be very, very important in this city. It will be a life-changing conference in this city. Because here we will say things 
you will not hear anywhere else. Because my father has the gift to explain things. He can say things, then you can say, yes, this is what I was thinking. And he has said it clearly in the books or in his preaching. And I'm so glad that he has trained many, many sons who can 